This is a HeadGum Podcast. Let's take a look at... Um, <laughs> I can't hear that. Am I supposed to be able to hear that? There it is. <laughs> it's worse just coming out of the computer there. Hey guys, welcome to... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dynamic Banter. Um, subreddit. Did you say subreddit? It just sounded like you weren't done, and I was trying to fill in the blanks. Oh, no. Welcome to the Dynamic Banter subreddit. No, welcome to Dynamic Banter. Um, uh, Let's start over. Two, one. Gonna be a good day, I think. <clears throat> How you doing, Mike? Not great. Really? What's wrong? Thank you for asking. Did you watch a mouse go into the mousetrap outside? That was part of it. That was the most recent part of it. Now we have uh, around my building here mouse trips. This might be a little bit of a humble brag. Well, <laughs> it's it. Well, it could be. Every building in this city has at least several mouse traps. Sh- they should it. have a mouse trap. The- Oh, and you were so close to the mic in comparison. Yeah, you to need to back can. up, buddy. <laughs> Either back up or get more quiet where you are. Um, so that's not really the problem. You kind of expect to see a mouse every now and again. The problem is uh, where we- you live, where I come into your apartment. The where the ground is is kind of offset from where the sidewalk is. Where yeah. the sidewalk is was my favorite. Shell Silverstein. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's like a. I don't know if they plant things there where the tree is at. Yeah, there's like, like a, a little foot or two higher. Yeah, yeah. There's like a little area with a tree. Yeah, a bush. So normally, a mouse, as it were, would be at least five feet ten inches away from my face. But this one was a good three feet ten inches away from my face, and that's closer than I was expecting. Do you not like mouse? <clears throat> not wild mouse. That was my favorite band in the 90s, Wild Mouse. Wild Mouse was my... (laughs) (laughs) Mighty Mouse's cousin. They opened for Alice in Chains. Everybody come real close. We got Wild Mouse coming up next. Did you ever do that? Go to a Wild Mouse show? Did you ever see Alice in Chains live? Uh, No, I didn't. Constant Harmony for an hour and a half. Could you imagine? Ugh. Talk about a dream cream. <laughs> dream cream. Um, so Horrible candy flavor. We're not on just but the tra- yet. I'd the, agree the tra- with you. But the, tra- but the traps <laughs> are not their conventional mouse traps with the snappy neck. No, 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 no. Action. These I are those little. What is inside? It's a little. It's a black hotel. Yeah. Which I call them. I call them black hotels. <laughs> black dark hotels. Dark hotels. <laughs> They set up a dark hotel in the corners of all the apartments here. Yeah. I don't know what's inside. Do you? Should we find out? It's either poison or uh, just a... Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Let's find out what's inside those little black I'm hotels. betting... Can I, make a, can I make a bet? 
Okay. Or can I venture a guess? Either some kind of poison or a conventional mousetrap just covered up by a black box. (laughs) (laughs) What if it is? What if there is just a fucking mousetrap inside that black box? The oldest, most cartoony looking. Little bit of brute there. Okay. Um... They're called mouse bait stations. I once got yelled at when I was in middle school for mouse bait station too much. <laughs> that was Lee Stretch. <laughs> but I'll give it. I'll let you have it. I appreciate. <laughs> mouse bait stations. Uh... Let's see if I can pull up a Wikipedia entry on these. What if your job in the band is this? (laughs) That's the guy in the band who always forgets his instrument. And shows up to practice with the 14 other people. Like, shit, anybody got an extra horn? Dan, an extra horn? Are you kidding me? Dan? An extra horn? All right. I you know, I just I'm not quite sure. I can't find like a nice a better way to cook. Let me see here. Let's do let's see what the mouse What are you looking up right now? I'm trying to find a just a simple fucking piece of information on these fucking bait stations. I have so many things that I want to talk about with you and I feel like this is time that we all can't get back well can you just hold on i can't it's my only steve it's my only option is to hold on hold on until steve wants to talk about something and i'll be ready with my subjects on something else and then we'll talk about them hold on and I don't want to talk about a mice. If mice or rats have invaded your home or yard, you're perfectly within your rights to scream oh, as loud no. as you can. <laughs> that's what's in the that's what's in the box. <laughs> a human scream. A human scream. It's so loud it Dude, makes their heads explode. The guy who sets them. Imagine just like an old Italian guy <laughs> setting these traps, but he screams inside a box and then closes it real quick. quick. Oh, almost let a little scream out. Ah! <laughs> almost let a baby. Didn't want to let a baby but scream out. <laughs> Said Steve Zaragoza, never ever. <laughs> After that, you'll need to get serious about getting rid of these pests from your premises quickly. Better way to cook. <laughs> A single pair of mice can produce about 50 offspring in just one year. Even if they're both dudes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hold up. <laughs> and a pair of rats. Talk a about pair of rats can produce anywhere from 24 to 84 offspring. Depending on how much they love each other. Fortunately, using Ooh. bait and bait stations to kill these trispus and pests <laughs> is both simple and effective. This is like a new sponsor we have here. Especially if you got a good, healthy, girthy scream. Kill your dang rats. Why don't you kill your rats with the best rat bait station? There's a uh, compact, durable station that has a smooth surface for easy maintenance and cleaning and is designed with a durable hinge and spring-loaded for murdering your rats. <laughs> Dude, what if, what was the first thing you said, the first tagline you said? The first, kill, the first. Kill your rats. What? Go ahead and kill your rats. Go ahead and kill your rats. What if it said that on the van? Go ahead and kill your rats. Go ahead and kill your rats. G apostrophe H E A D. Go ahead and kill your rats. You're going to want to go ahead and kill your rats. The uh, mouse bait station works with soft bait and comes standard with a metal bait rod. Which you're going to need. Which locks securely into the station. Oh, okay. So it just locks those boys in. Oh, that's fun. Then I witnessed that mouse's last free moments. Well, hopefully someone come get it. Oh, I'm sure somebody will come and get it in about three years. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sure that's a once a year trip. Who's checking those things? And how often are they checking the things? Can I go over there and take a look? What if there's cams. seven rats inside there? To open the BNG Rodent Bait Station Cafe, take the included key and insert the prongs into the slots on the front. Push the key down firmly as far as it can go. Then push or pull to the back of the station, releasing the locking mechanism. You can use the key while in the keyhole to help what lift the lid open. What song is this? With the key still in the keyhole, lower the lid back into place. This Make sure the lid is flush with the sides of the station. Every Apple commercial ever. To load bait into the BNG Rodent Bait Station Cafe, first open the station with the key. The station has two ways that bait blocks can be loaded. The first way is to use vertical rods. Up to four rods can be used at a time. Insert the rods into their designated locations. Then slide the bait blocks of your choice into place. Make sure to always wear gloves when handling rodent bait. Vertical rods should be used if temperatures will be very hot because bait sense. might melt. As it melts, it puddles around the rod. As temperatures cool, it will re-solidify around the rod. Puddles the second way is to use horizontal rod. rods. Up to two rods can be used at a time. What if Rod Stewart each is rod with the bait block of your choice. Slide the rods into the designated slots located on the inside of the station. Once the bait has been loaded, secure the lid back into place. We recommend horizontal baiting when bait stations will be placed in areas where water might get inside. Dude, Mike, I just got a live chat box open up. It says, hello, thank you for visiting. May I help you in any way? Do you need help with your bait rods? Let me ask. I just want to ask. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to this person named Crystal. <laughs> hey, Crystal. Crystal, hi. It's me. I'm saying, hey, Crystal. It's, it's Steve. <laughs> quick quick question quick question I just saw a mouse go into one of your patented traps is the bait so this is my first question is the bait poisonous that's what I want to know yeah. and then your next question should be is the bait delicious 
scale of one to 10, Crystal, how delicious is the bait? Okay, so she says, hello, thank you for visiting. May I help you in any way? And I said, hey, Crystal, it's Steve. Quick question. Is the bait used for the Rodent Bait Station Cafe, which is what this is called, poisonous? <laughs> is it poisonous? What if her reply is, well, Steve, I'm going to need your routing numbers on that savings account. <laughs> I'm looking at the instruction manual here. Cutting edge design, excellent quality, economical cost. Who's looking for uh, a rat trap or a mouse trap? And it's like, first thing I need, cutting edge design. Uh, Crystal says, just a moment. Sorry for the delay. We're working on getting to you as quickly as possible. If you need to run, please feel free to leave us a message. <laughs> I don't need to run, is what I said. <laughs> oh, she says yes. Okay, good to know. So they'll, they'll just eat all that poison. Oh, it's poison. And then I'll clean out their bodies. <laughs> After a couple of months. Yeah, I said, I don't need to run. Okay, good to know. So they'll just eat all that poison and then I'll clean out their bodies after a couple of months. <laughs> Crystal's, the weirdest conversation. Crystal Crystal's typing. <laughs> <laughs> Where she's like, well, you didn't need to say it that weird. <laughs> She says, there is no bait that comes inside of the station, but any bait that you use inside of the station will be poisonous. Well, Steve, the bait is really the friends we made along the way. So once, once I fill the container with poison, poison bait, <laughs> poison bait, Poison Bateman. <laughs> They'll eat all that and then their dead bodies <laughs> will stay in the box for my disposal at my earliest pleasure. That's too weird, man. Okay, convenience. You're gonna get put on a list. She says, well, they go elsewhere and die. The bait station doesn't catch them. It's just used to house the bait. Oh, so they go die with their family. Oh, I see. Thank you, Crystal. Be helpful. Very helpful. We're going to have to um, <clears throat> send Crystal some of our ad money now, I think. All right. So so that little rat you saw, that was not the last of that rat. That rat went that was in, a mouse. had a, ba a bite of the poison, mm -hmm. and went to go hang out with his family and die with his family in hey peace. Hey, man, how do we even know there's still poison in there, you know? It could have been all eaten. Yeah. What if he What if he goes in there? What if he developed some kind of immunity to it, and he just goes in there for a snack every now and again? I'm okay with that. What if he gets a hot buzz off of it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right with it. Are you okay with it? I'm okay what with it. What if he's getting a little high off the bait? Yeah. Is that what you're he, saying? That was the look he gave me. He was ashamed. Did he look at you? Yeah, right in the eye. Oh, really? Did he scurry and stomp and give you a look? I don't think he scurried. When I saw him, he was looking at me. So I Oh, don't he know. was already looking at yeah, you? Yeah, I don't know how long he was looking at me. How long were you there? Two minutes. Thank you. This has been... I got a couple things I want to talk All about. All right, let's you. talk about it. I have a, um, a show, I think, on the first. Uh, oh, so the podcast is over already, huh? You just plug in your stuff? 
Go ahead. I man. got. Thanks for listening this week, guys. <laughs> this is the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have this show and it's themed. What? Why are you just showing me that? Just showing me it is almost worse than playing. <laughs> um, it's kind of a warning to you. What? Just, just sh- do you understand? I don't know what you want me to do. I hope it's broken. Do you understand what I'm capable of? <laughs> <laughs> Being adorable. <laughs> I had a couple Christmas thoughts, and I wanted to talk about my Christmas thoughts with you. Okay. Because I thought that you would enjoy them, but now it's now it's a thing. I'm into Christmas thoughts. I feel attacked. Let's talk about Christmas. You want some pirate booty? Nah. All right. Do you burp like that because you saw it on Rick and Morty? <laughs> you just cut right to the chase, don't you? I, I actually you don't like to warm up the that. oven. No, no. Anyway, uh, my upcoming I've been shows like are that as since fourth grade. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things that you do. Um, okay, so a couple uh, holiday-themed questions for you, Steve. Are you familiar with the term jingle horse? <laughs> And the origin of such a term. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm very familiar with it. I am familiar with the term jingle horse. Okay. And I and I'm also I'm right there with you, baby. Okay. Do you think follow up question? No, no, no. This is a royalty free version by Ella Fitzgerald. Who decided to waive all of her rights. From beyond um, the grave, from behind the grave, from, be- from just behind the grave. <laughs> uh, Follow up question: Do you think jingle horse is an insensitive term for a reindeer? Well, and also, giddy what- up, jingle horse. Well, so- <laughs> can we just can we start using that as a way to describe each other? <laughs> a derogatory way to describe our friends. Look at this jingle a, horse. He's kind of a jingle horse right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So then he comes in like a jingle horse, <laughs> and he just tears the place up. <laughs> yeah. I like that very much. What is a jingle horse, you think? I don't know. Look it up. You're the one with the companion. Right? Feliz Ask, Crystal. Com- Ask Crystal what it is. Feliz Complianos. Let me ask Crystal. <laughs> Crystal, um, hey, it's Steve again. Wow, dude. You, you nailed it. What? In urban derogatory term for for reindeer. reindeer. Is say the word derogatory? Yeah. Oh, that's great, man. Did you look that up? No. I listened to the man. I listened to the man's voice. Giddy up, jingle horse. What a shitty thing to say to a reindeer. It's a derogatory term for a reindeer. Yeah. Well, according to Urban Dictionary. Oh, so all that means is somebody has thought of this joke before. For years, that line in that Christmas song has bothered me. Giddy up, jingle horse. Pick up your fucking feet. (laughs) So what's a jingle horse, and why do we want it to move faster? I don't get it. 
Are they expecting a racehorse to pull their sled? I need to know what a jingle horse is. <laughs> it's bothering me. Merry Christmas. What year was that comment made? Uh, is there any chance it was just made and I was the first person to think of that? <laughs> comment posted oh, just now. Eight eight years ago. Oh shit. And it says here, here's the best answer. Reindeer. <laughs> Upvote. Okay. So that takes care of that. Uh, here's another holiday-themed question. What do you think is the last thing Mike Pence says to his wife at night? Real question. I don't think he sees her every night. No? Let's say they I went think to... sometimes she's not in their marital bed. Let's say that last night. What's the date? November. January. November 29th. <laughs> November on this 29th day, November. <laughs> on this day of this year, 29 November. <laughs> November. February. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, let's just say it was what last does, night. Let's say, I bet he says goodnight, honey, and then gives her a little kiss. Mike Pence? That's it. What do you think his wife says to him? What's the last well, thing Well, if she's say? there... Yeah, let's say she's there. She was there last night. What's the? She rolls over. She says one. She more rolls thing over and she looks in his eyes and says, "Please stop, <laughs> please." <laughs> and then she starts to cry and then stop. falls asleep. Stop him! Please stop him! You can, you can put a stop to this now. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I had this thought on the way over, and I was like, I've never wanted to know anything more than that. What is the last thing she says to her husband? And please, you could go through the police. Please stop it. And then she please rolls stop. over. She rolls over, and he tries to put his hand on her shoulder, and she like she pushes it away. Pushes it away, or she moves her shoulder. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, back to the Jingle Christmas. <laughs> Don't touch my shoulder, you jingle horse. <laughs> um, you're going to like this because it's musical. Oh, and you too. You could listen. Don't talk to that one. I'm sorry about that. Back to you, Steve. Uh, this is every Christmas song ever. Okay? Okay. Has two things. Key change chorus at the end. Right? Clippity yeah. clappy, clippity clappy, clippity clappy, clappity. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And a soft piano refrain over Dringle, be- Dringle Bells. <laughs> Pretty good. Chris Dringle. <laughs> Chris Dringle Bells. I believe both of those things wholeheartedly. You could find any of those two things in every Christmas song. Where's the key change in Jingle Bells? Jingly jingle, jingly jingle, jingly jingle, jingle, something yeah. like that. I hear those sleigh bells ringling, ring, ding, jingling too, jing, jing, jingling. I hear those sleigh yeah, bells there ringling, it is. ding. ding. Is yeah, that I guess you're bells? right. Yeah. yeah, it's in every goddamn. Yeah, it's in every goddamn Christmas song because every goddamn Christmas song has maybe two verses. So how do you keep a two verse song going for seven or eight minutes? That, you push it up. <laughs> you you sing until you push you're it learning. up the hill. Take it up the hill with your whole chorus. Uh, here you is goddamn jingle horse. Goddamn. Jingly horse. Uh, you motherfucking jingle horse. 
I hate that guy. I yeah. want to report that guy. Me to too. I would be like, Peter, dude, come on. You can't call him a jingle horse. No, no, no. Um, I uh, here's a funny thought that I had. Um, in Whole Foods, they had a bunch of calendars. I haven't seen a display of calendars in forever. And they uh, they had a Black History Month calendar. Okay. And then I thought of the following sentence and laughed for 15 minutes straight. Okay. okay. Black History Month calendar bought by a nervous white person. (laughs) (laughs) What? And they're nervous because they're not sure if they should? No, no, no. They are definitely, they want it. But let's say they go up to the register and it's very white Anglo-Saxon person. Yeah, that's nervous. And like the... uh, and maybe the cashier is a person of color or a black guy, black girl, and they put it down and they don't say anything. And maybe it's the only thing. <laughs> That'll be. Um... So just one. So this, this is, is it, it for you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then I Did you this... witness that or you just no, saw no, no. it? No, I just saw it. And okay. it was the first thing I thought of, like an old, I pictured like an old. Um, imagine a very dad looking like soccer coach, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he puts it down because he's like, he buys it. And he's like, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I want to give, this is where I want my money going. I want to learn about other cultures. I, yeah. I hear so much going on in the news and I want to, you know, open get my it, eyes. To, yeah. Yeah. Why not? And then he goes to the register. Maybe he's the only person off hours and it's like beautiful black girl. And he's like looking at her, like kind of nervous and looking back at the thing. And then. I pictured him giving this look, like, <laughs> <laughs> like kind of. I don't know how you would describe that, but like, that's like the looking at her because he knows it's awkward, but like nodding to be like, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought about that for a long time. How long did you think about that? I thought about that for minutes on end. This was just between when you called me that you were going to Whole Foods and now. Yeah, all these things. Uh, okay, I got one more, two more. A better way to cook. All right, here's another one. Okay. I thought that you would like the last couple. Maybe you'll like this one. Oh, I love them all. Oh, that's good. We should make greeting cards out of these somehow. Oh, that's a great idea, especially the jingle horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Merry Christmas, you goddamn jingle horse. Piece of shit jingle horse. Um, okay. The lyric is... Something to the effect of, I hear the snow is, or outside the snow is falling, and friends are calling you. you. Okay, a couple thoughts on this. Okay. Uh, what does calling you who have to do with the snow? Well, the song is about there being it being lovely weather for a sleigh ride. Together. With you. And... I think it's all about everyone coming out and going, let's play in the snow. Uh-huh. And it was before the internet. You couldn't text someone. You'd go, Yoo-hoo! you had to go outside, stick your head out the window, move the pie out of the way. Yeah. Call you who? Yeah. Hey! You jingle horse. Come on out. It's time to sled. Come on out. Yoo-hoo! We're going on a sleigh ride. Together. Put get, on your fucking jacket. We're going on a sleigh ride. <laughs> I don't care. What you're doing. Was the original title of the song? Put on your 
It used to have one of those. If you look at all the first Christmas albums, they all had the parental advisory sticker. It on did, them. yeah. That was the first time. <clears throat> Maybe you who is just a buddy that loves the snow. Outside, the snow is falling. Friends are calling you who. Oh, friends are calling you who. They're Yoo-hoo. calling him to come out. You like on the phone. You who. You're not gonna want to miss this. I don't think there were phones back then. Never mind then. They were probably calling out to. So let's say you who was the town simple person. And he loves snow. <laughs> Why do they call him you? <laughs> I don't like where this bit's going. I think you know why they call him you. <laughs> my, here's my final thought. I think you know why. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Christmas. I'm not. I will not participate in them. <laughs> here's my final thought. All right. Moving now on. Now that you're getting coal in your stocking. Moving on. You're getting a coal in stocking. You who. You ever had a coal in stocking? Is they call you it prolapsed who... recta. <laughs> Merry P- Christmas. Pink sock. <laughs> this has been. Uh, don't Google pink sock for any reason. Is you who somehow responsible for the snow is my last. Oh, the, the you who company. Yeah. Outside, the snow is falling, and all of a sudden, people are like, I can't get to work. I can't get to church. All my friends are calling you who. What do you mean by, you think that they're talking about the chocolate drink? Could be a company, conglomerate. We're calling you who? They're calling somebody. Like me and my buddy, last night, we were fucking jonesing for a chocolate drink. We were calling you who. We called you who. We called you who. See if they had anything. As luck would have it, that was the factory, and you have to go to the store to purchase it. All right, we'll get rid of that one. We'll get rid of all the Yoohoo stuff. Oh, there's the key change. <laughs> Thank you. This is just one of my favorite songs with key changes. Just one of the many key this changes. This one isn't a Christmas song. There's just a lot of key changes in it that I think are funny. All right. Here's I my... think it goes for all the way from a low C to the highest possible C. From a leal C. Do they just keep going? Snap your fingers, make a wish, and snap your fingers. That's what you have to do. And your wishes... Yeah, listen to how low they are there. And then by the end of the song. (laughs) Tell him what the wizard said. I thought it was covered in the wizard's sand. Covered in the wizard's head. (laughs) Covering the wizard's head. We're covering the wizard's head. (laughs) It's a fun game. The wizard doesn't like to be covered like this. <laughs> He's afraid of the dark. The, the wizard, wizard is afraid of the dark. <laughs> the wizard is afraid of the dark. So we're covering the wizard's head. Covering the wizard's head. Covering the wizard's head is good. I like that. It sounds like it could be a cranberry song. Um, here's my last Christmas thought. I gave someone wrong directions the other day and I feel horrible about it. Oh, God. Yeah, I never. I hate being put on the spot for yeah. that. I was so sure, ma'am. I can't. I'm not good at directions. As soon as she drove away, she was like, I'm sorry to bother you. My phone's dead. I'm just trying to get downtown. So you got to go that way. 
Yeah, I don't think I've ever given t- correct directions in my life. Correct or any? Correct. So you give people directions? I have definitely given directions that are incorrect. I felt horrible. I'm like, I know what to do. Ladies' day is done. thought I knew that's what the thing I, I looked something up and I I put the wrong name in and I sent her in the complete different opposite direction I felt horrible about it Mike, she might still be lost <clears throat> it's time in the podcast where we take a just a loud down <laughs> and I, we talk a little bit about our sponsors <laughs> can I just say real quick before we start yeah if you see a lady and she looks lost. Could you just ask her if she's the, the lady that I gave the wrong directions? <laughs> hey, just... are you potentially? Did you ask for directions a couple of days ago? And to the, someone, the guy would have looked like. Sorry, go ahead. You know what? Shame on you for asking for directions in the age of the GPS. Well, all of her shit was dead. Yeah, well, shame on you for leaving your house with your shit dead. Uh uh-uh, uh, shame on me. I fucked up. We're in an age where people don't like more. The more the generations behind us will never be able to tell you where to go. I'll do you one better. You should be able to tell by someone's age whether they will be able to tell you where to go or not. I get asked all the time. Yeah, but Owen, you look like a fifty-year-old man. <laughs> you look like you could have been alive in literally any time. <laughs> Yeah, also, all at I once. just think that if you you need to look at someone's age uh-huh. before you assume they'll know where they're going. I'll 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 do you one better, and I'll say that we're living in a time where no one could admit that they're wrong, and I recognize my fault in this situation, and I I got a lady lost. Well, all you got to do is say, "I'm sorry, I don't know." What if the next? Is what I should have said. Here's what I did. I looked it up on my phone. But I put in the wrong thing. Oh, Mike. So I, I'm Why'd you put in you, the wrong thing? Were you trying to do it quick? Were you nervous? Well, I was trying to... She was like leaning out of her window on the side of the road. So we, what? What? how did you type in the wrong thing? I'm so stupid, man. So... So she told you something and you typed said, in something I else. I need to get downtown. And you typed in how to get downtown. And I went to Waze. <laughs> and you typed in and downtown. And I typed in town. And then I did the emoji of the arrow. <laughs> what if you just typed into Google, how do I go downtown? How to... Downtown. Let's find out. Just typing in downtown. Let's find out what happens when you do that. So I typed in something that I thought was downtown. How... I should already be able to tell her, down is always south. <laughs> down will be south. Regardless of where you are, downtown is south from you. <laughs> bye bye. Covered in the wizard's head. So, guys, let me tell you a little bit about a product that we absolutely love here. Uh, Mike and I have been, uh, we've talked a lot about Blue Apron. Oh, yeah. We like Blue Apron quite a lot. Do you want to cook, but you don't know how? Yeah. Do you want to get the absolute finest ingredients? Do you want to cook like they do on the cooking television shows? Yeah. You ever watch those damn shows and you're like, how do they do it? How do they know how many 
exact portions to get? How do they know the right kind of meat? How do they know if the vegetables are ripe? Yeah. I'll tell you what you do. You get Blue Apron and you get that experience 100% delivered to you in a box. Are you talking about the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country, Mike? Give me a second. I'm chewing. Yes. When you cook with Blue Apron, you're not just having frozen burgers for dinner. No. I would say it's the opposite. How about this? You're making short rib burgers with a hoppy cheddar sauce on a pretzel bun. And you're making them yourself. You got a sense of accomplishment. You're impressing everybody around you. Impress your dad. And there's three plans. Did we already say impress your dad? <clears throat> There's a two-person meal plan. Those are meals that serve two people. Pretty obvious. You and your lady, you and your guy, you and, you your, and your dog. dog. <laughs> There's also a family meal plan. It's you, you and, you your, and your family, family you and you your family, family. dogs. <laughs> you and every dog in your family. You. You and one member from all your friends' families. And check this out. There's even... There's even a wine plan. What? Yeah, you can dude. pair the wines with the dinners? Yes. Invite everyone over. Dogs, Are you opening a restaurant? People, <laughs> families. Families. And you can have wine. Mike, have you... Use Blue Apron? I absolutely have. Can I tell you what we used to do? Yes, please. Zoya would say, I'm going to be at work all day. And I know that you're not going to cook the whole meal yourself because you're scared of burning the essentials. Mm-hmm. And, and the house to, down. And the house down. She used to be like, get it prepped for me. 15 minutes of prep time. They tell you right there on the cookout sheet. Tells you how long, yeah. You're going to want to chop this. You're going to want to mince this. It's going to take you about 15 minutes to get all your ingredients nice and perfect. And it does. It doesn't take a second longer. I'm listening. I was able to have everything prepped. Zoya got home, right? She wanted a hot dinner. She wanted a hot dinner. So she takes all the ingredients, puts them together, puts them in the oven. Next thing you know, if you close your eyes, Steve, it's like we're in a dang restaurant. When we're eating. You food. can even put on the ambiance of a restaurant if you wanted to, and they would, you would... If you kept a blindfold on Zoya during the whole meal, yeah. would she for some reason mm-hmm. think that she was somewhere else? Well, she wouldn't because she didn't. She came home. Let's say that she had a blindfold and I somehow got a hold of like a uh, restaurant scented candle. The website says there's a delicious mushroom grilled cheese sandwich. It takes about 30 minutes to prepare because it also has a persimmon salad. Oh my goodness. Check this out. In this recipe, grilled cheese gets an easy, elegant makeover with creamy fontaine and earthy creaminess layered between slices of sourdough bread. Oh, it's the best kind of bread. Mmm, love them. Side salad of arugula and marinated persimmons. And it's a seasonal fruit with sweet flavor and crisp texture it cuts right through the richness of the sandwiches uh, it serves two <laughs> dogs are evil <laughs> dude that's what i'm talking about man you could of course make a grilled cheese sandwich yourself basic or you could take it up to the next level with blue apron 
make an artisan cheese sandwich. You want to hear about some of these monthly recipes real quick, RQ? Mm -hmm. Yes, please. We got seared steaks and garlic butter with oven fries and romaine salad. Ooh. When I was a kid, oven fries were the french fries that fell into the oven, and you'd eat them cold hours later. Months. Butternut squash pasta with kale and brown butter walnuts. I gotta be honest, I'd eat it. I'd eat that. There's nothing on this menu I wouldn't eat. Well, I'm not done. Barramundi and mixed mushrooms. I'm still on board. With jasmine rice and napa cabbage. One of the fancier rices. It's the it's upper the upper fancy echelon of the rice family. Roasted chicken and fall vegetables with cranberry and ginger compote. Oh boy. If you can't pronounce it, you know it tastes good. So here's the deal, guys. Blue Apron is going to treat our listeners, that's you, to their first dinner. That's right. Your Literally, first dinner. if you're hearing this right now, we're talking to you. That's right. And Blue Apron and I and Mike and me want to give you your first dinner. That's a $30 value. Have dinner you. on us. Dinner on us. And Blue Apron. And Blue Apron. And guys, all you got to do is visit blueapron.com slash banter. Just check out this week's menu. Get your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash banter. And that's it. That's it. Blue Steve, Apron. It sounds like a better way to cook. That was fun. Mike, have you ever worn an underwear before? I can't be totally sure, but I can go back and look at pictures and get back to you. Every year, millions of people receive the least liked gift of all time. What's that? Steve? Underwear. Underwear. But we still give it to our family and loved ones. I should have guessed underwear. You were talking about it before. But maybe it's not that underwear is the problem. Maybe it's the kind of underwear. Mike. Go on. I'm fully invested. Let me tell you about me undies. It's the only underwear that makes for an amazing gift, and I'll tell you why. It's soft. Are you talking about your undies? Me undies. So this is a conversation about you give your underwear to people? Me undies. Okay. Is the name of the brand. The name of the brand is me undies. Sorry. They're three times softer than cotton, guys, and they're natural. And they use sustainably sourced fiber. I wear MeUndies all the time. Sometimes I'll wear two pair at a time. Why is that? Because I got a smell down there that'll, when you wear two pair, it doesn't come through. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> What's that, like a life hack? <laughs> Yesterday I was on the Sugar Pine 7 boys. I did a new video with them. That's fun. And I dropped my pants. Yeah. And there I was with a pair of MeUndies. How many? Just one. Just one that day. I had a shower that morning. Great, good. So is it like you choose between the shower and the second pair of underwear? Me undies made underwear the perfect gift that everyone is going to love you for, and it's a goddamn holiday miracle. <laughs> this year, don't give underwear. Give me undies. Don't be a f fucking jingle horse. This holiday season... To get your exclusive 20% off the softest underwear and socks you'll ever wear. Also, there's socks. 
There's free shipping. How about this? Free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You go to meundies.com slash banter. That's meundies.com slash banter. <laughs> Let's talk about Burl Ives. <laughs> Can we talk about Burl Ives for a little bit? Yeah, I'd, ra- I'd, I'd rather us talk about Burl Ives. Burl Ives, of course, if you've ever seen the claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, he is the voice of what? Most the snowman. Of the- <laughs> oh, most of them, yeah. Mostly the sn- most notable. Have a holly, jolly Christmas. Bumbles bounce, and so on and so forth. He, I think he does Santa, too. He's a wonderful voice. He's He was... He <laughs> was... The inspiration for the Happy Happy Joy Joy song from Ren Stimpy. That's a great fun fact, Steve. I didn't know that. You told me that. He was the narrator of the Ewok Adventure. What is that? The Caravan of Courage. The Ewok movies. Were those from the 70s? 80s. 80s. I've seen clips. Beloved man, you might know him because you've heard his voice in beloved songs. He sounds like a like a teddy bear would sound. Can you play a little bit, a little yeah. snippet of that voice? Sure. You want to hear? What do you want to hear? A song? Look up a song by the name of. Actually, let's start with. Uh, let's start with Rudolph, one of his classics, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, or whatever this is. Was George Harrison playing the sitar in the background? Rest in peace. There he is. It's the best time of the year. I don't know. This is one of my favorite Burl Live songs. Yeah. Lord, Lord, Lord. You know why I like Burl Ives? Because he looks exactly like he sounds. Yes. There's no confusion. He's a, he's a jolly looking man. Oh, yeah. Lord, 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 he went hunting for the Grey Goose. Lord, 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 and he took along his shotgun. Lord, 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 yes, he took along He's singing about a Grey Goose. Is there's a guy hunting for a Grey Goose? He's getting drunk and going hunting. I don't think he's getting drunk. He said Grey Goose. It's literally a Grey Goose. Oh. Lord, 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 and he pulled back the hammer. Lord, 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 and the gun went to Bulu. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. The gun went what? <laughs> According to Burl Ives, a bulu. A bulu the gun went. Pulled oh, back the, the hammer. A bulu, sure. Burl Ives, one quick question if you could just pause this for me real quick. Is your gun made out of a cartoon? Lord, Lord, he was six weeks of falling. Lord, the Lord. duck fell for six weeks, is what he's saying. <laughs> well, you got a gun that shoots a bulu. You could, you can get him from a ways away. They cooked him for nine months. Then he flew off the table because he wasn't quite dead. 
Lord, Lord, Holy Lord, shit. no, the knife couldn't cut him. He's just making Lord, it up as it goes. Lord, and the fork couldn't stick him. Lord, 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 should have no, known from the knife. <laughs> Lord, 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 so they took him to the sawmill. Lord, 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 yes, they took him to the sawmill. Lord, 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 and the saw couldn't cut him. Lord, 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 Lord her broke the saw's tooth out. Lord, 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 so they took him to the hog pen. Lord, 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 you look me in the eyes and tell me he's not making this up as it goes. Lord, 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 and the hogs wouldn't eat him. Lord, 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 because thing was a person. Turns out it wasn't a ghost. Lord, 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 it was a trash can. Lord, 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 he's flying over the ocean. Lord, 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 yeah, the goose was a Buick. Anyway, we know we know Burl's voice. We know all about Burl's voice, which is why it broke my heart <laughs> to hear another Burl Live song by the name of "I'm the Boss." I'm almost positive was the name of the song. Before a man marries one thing he should get straight Who is the captain? Who is the first mate? To mop, stand and nap or to scrub on his knees A man's entitled to decisions like these I'm the boss He's the boss There's no doubt of it I'm the boss He's the boss And I'm proud Steve, pause of for a sec. I make the decisions Uh-oh Okay, go ahead Mine is the final one Don't tell me how the dishes should be done My woman and I We live in tranquility Don't ask how to spell it I'm not nobility I say men are smarter And my woman agrees What I cook for supper Should be up to me He's the boss so hold on, can we pause again? So in that verse, he's talking about being so much smarter than a woman, right? Right. But then he pulls a word out of left field, nobility, and he says, don't ask me how to spell it. So he's also saying that he's an idiot. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure what's going on in this song, but I got a pretty good idea, and it ruins my childhood. Well, let me tell you this, Mike. There were a lot of songs like that written as jokey songs. Okay. And this song was actually written by a one Harlan Howard. Okay. So it wasn't even written by Burl Ives. But he was like, I need that voice. But um, now when I picture that, I'm picturing the snowman with a mustache singing that shit. I mean, I know it sounds a little. It's you know what? It's a, it's a little uh, uh, not great. It's a not great song. The boss, and I'm proud of it. Well, I make the decisions, and mine is the final one. Don't tell me how the dishes should be done. Um, <laughs> you and I had a a funny Burl Lives moment. A couple years ago. Remind me. It was like one of the first times we were like really hanging out. Okay. And me, you and Burl Ives. We were just talking about Burl Ives. Yeah. And. Um, oh, is this about the. Um, 
The Apple this box? Is the, yeah, this is about the Apple box. Okay, great. You know, years ago, I was looking at Burl Ives' clips, as one does. We all get a little curious. And I stumbled upon a video called Burl Ives' George Goble in the summertime. So George Goble had his own show. The show was called In the Summertime? No, the song is called In the Summertime. Oh, okay. I can't imagine what a show that had seasons worth of episodes about. Can you imagine? The summertime. How could you? We need 18 episodes delivered. George Goble had Liberace on his show, Dean Martin. All the voices. Uh... About how your voice sounds in the summertime. Red Skelton, Johnny Cash, <laughs> Fiona Apple, Gregory Peck. <laughs> so, Nelly and the Saint Lunatics, the Supreme, Slipknot, Burl Ives <laughs> was on his show, and they were gonna <laughs> sing a song together. And I couldn't help but notice the way Burl described something and i and i you have to play to be fair you have to play not just that you okay gotta give a little bit of the bit okay i'll give you a little bit of the bit because that was the argument right is the weird thing that he says part well, of a owen, greater owen bit. always likes to think that our sense of humor applies to senses of humor <sighs> from like the 30s uh-huh. and the 50s and uh-huh. stuff which is like may be true a slight percentage of the time. Uh-huh. Owen thinks that this... Okay, so Burl Ives says something ridiculous, and I love it. And I and he and I... Owen and I have been laughing about it for years. Owen thinks he said it to be funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, he screwed it up and said it this way to be funny, and I 100% disagree. Okay. Because Burl Ives is just like a country bumpkin... He's like simple, sings about apples and goose, <laughs> geese and shit. I know about three things. Apples, geese, goose, and, and I'm geeses. the boss. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the boss of those three things. And I don't think he I don't think he meant to say what he I think that this is an improv improvised scene. It, it I okay, I agree with you there. I think a lot of this is improvised before they sing the song. Yeah. And I'm bringing it back a little bit so you guys can listen. But here's what it is. It's Burl Ives and George Goble. And by the way, Burl Ives has reached peak Burl Ives <laughs> to the point where his guitar looks like a toy. Here's, a, here's the clip. He's at the, the final level of Burl Ives. He's at the final, yes. He's reached peak Burl Ives. Can I and come around and look at this? Yeah, face? you can come look at this. Yeah. They're sitting on Apple boxes and here it is. Sitting here like this reminds me of my Uncle Byron. <laughs> you know what Uncle Byron used to do? Uncle Byron, Uncle Byron used to do? He used to come to our house and he'd sit around all day long on an apple box. He did. All, never got up from that apple box. And, and, and along this is toward evening talking. there, when he would leave, I can still see Uncle Byron walking down the path with the word wine sap printed backwards across the seat of his britches. <laughs> And you know, George. So that's the example of the type of jokes they're making here. No. 
Like he, that was, no, that's an example of the, that made the audience go nuts. (laughs) My, my uncle would lay on a sack of whatever to the point where when he got up, the letters would be printed backwards on his back. That's the the joke. Brought the goddamn house down. (laughs) When a couple of fellas get together on a couple of apples. Okay. (laughs) Hold on. There's bro. And you know, George. When a couple of fellas get together on a couple of apple boxes, there ain't nothing better than some out loud two people singing. Yeah, well, bro. <laughs> Let's hear that one more time, shall we? <laughs> on a couple of apple boxes, there ain't. <laughs> and you know, George. When a couple of fellas get together on a couple of apple boxes, there ain't nothing better than some out loud two people singing. Yeah, well. <laughs> there ain't nothing better than some two person no. out loud singing. I thought I said out loud two person singing. Let's hear it seven or eight more times. With the word wine sap printed backwards across the seat of his bridge. Applause break. Stack and break. And you know, George. When a couple of fellas get together on a couple of apple boxes, there ain't nothing better than some out loud two people singing. Yeah. Out ain't loud. Out loud two people singing. <laughs> there ain't nothing better than some out loud two people singing. But only in the following circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the opposite when, of out loud two people singing? Some inward, one person humming. Some quiet one person humming. <laughs> some quiet, yeah. <laughs> Some inner one person humming. Some inward, inward one person uh, introspective. <laughs> there ain't nothing better than some out loud two people singing. Yeah, well, Burl, I'm telling you, you got my tonsils a twitching right now. Let's just give it a do, okay? Yeah, he, he didn't. That other guy didn't miss a beat. No. He was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And you said it the most perfect way you could. You know what throws me off? Is the extra beat on uh, N, on singing. Yeah, singing. 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 <laughs> that's, that's what gets me. That's what makes it almost impossible to tell whether he's like, he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> I think you could. T- <laughs> or whether or he's you, like, nailed it. <laughs> or you could definitely tell how old someone is by how long it takes them to say singing. Singing. Yeah, well, Burl, I'm telling you, you got my tonsils are twitching right now. Out loud, two people singing. Yeah, well, Burl. Singing. He finishes that word in his stomach. When a couple of fellas get together on a couple of apple boxes, there ain't nothing better than some out loud two people singing. Yeah, well, <laughs> singing. He says singing, and then he moves a heavy table for a second. <laughs> he scooches it because he's a little tight in yeah. the in the boot. Singing. Pardon, um, Mike. Before we do history road, uh, I think that there is. Uh, there's a. Um, we have to talk about a bungle. Uh, we made a bungle, Mike. We bungled. Apparently, according to Alex Hodge, who sent us an email, he says we made a bungle of gargantuan proportions. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
He says, hi, Mike and Steve. My name is Alex. I just wanted to point out a leal mistake you made in episode 72, a quadrillion Tic Tacs. Oh, come on, man. Steve made the bold declaration of how Bill Gates was the world's first trillionaire. <laughs> this is, in fact, false, as the peak of Bill Gates' wealth is only $100 billion. <laughs> This is 900 billion currency papers <laughs> short of 1 trillion. Thank you for mentioning this on the podcast. And since this email says you mentioned it on the podcast, you are now forced into mentioning it. Kinko, Kinko, the kid loving clown. If the kids. <laughs> I hope you funny men have a fantastical day. Thanks for mentioning this on the podcast. Alex H. P.S. I would like to shout out Elliot Morgan's Instagram at Elliot Morgan. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, ready for. History. <laughs> History. Printed backwards across the scene of history. And you know, George, when a couple of fellas get together on a couple of apple boxes, there ain't nothing better than some out loud two people singing. This history road comes from Kylie Andrea. The fuzzy kiwi at gmail.com. She says something strange, not your usual history road. She says, I'm sorry, I have to tell someone. My name is Kylie, and I think I'm some kind of superhero. Nice. I'm 16. Thank you for the exclusive. I'm 16, a junior in high school, and I've watched slash listened to both of you for a while. Blah, blah, honk, blah, blah, thank you and stuff. Sorry, I got to get to the point. It was my second listen to Joey's Laughing Sock Factory since it's an hour podcast and school is around six and I have absolutely nothing better to listen to. And yesterday, the Friday podcast was released, something happened. I was in the car with my mother, ignoring her, obviously, the Christmas music already blaring. The time when Mike talked about the godlike Canadian Prime Minister, the cute boy Justin Trudeau. Praise him. Steve had the thought of Justin Thoreau, uh -uh. also known as Mr. Aniston. At the same time, Steve's brain was working real hard. Some women from Vaughn's were talking on the radio, and at the same time, the exact same time, the words were uttered, leftovers. Both parties said it, exact same time. No, usually this happens with words like me or he, but leftovers? Not just left. Not just over, plus the S, but leftovers. Now, maybe it's a coincidence because of how much food people are buying right now, but no. Steve was talking about a television show mm -hmm. while Mrs. Vaughn's spoke and the, about the scraps your family was too good to put into their faces. The Leftovers is a TV show starring Justin Thoreau, for those of you that are kind of like, what? Now I get, now I'm back on board. 
Mom, the podcast I was listening to said leftovers the same time the radio did. I yelled out loud with a single horn honk if I was you. Pristine. She didn't care and dismissed my emotions with a mm, like always. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a different history road. <laughs> oh no. I don't know if this is a superpower, but it's something. It's weeks later because I'm lazy, but it happened again. Nuh-uh. It's November 28th. Leftovers again. <laughs> it's November 28th, and it happened again with the podcast after the monstrosity of Reslin Fred. Steve said something strange. When does he not? Am I right? So she didn't like the Wrestling Fred episode? And said, he told me at the exact same time, some rat sitting in front of me in math proceeded to say the same thing at the very exact time as Steve. I've not told anyone except you. Please believe me. It happened. I swear. She didn't like Wrestling Fred at all. Do not just think about the odds of the words now, but how it could happen twice with Steve saying the phrase. Honestly, what are the chances? One in a trillion or a billion? Who knows? Maybe it's Steve who has the superpower. Maybe it's aliens trying to communicate. Some sort of glitch in the Matrix? Anyways, thought it was weird that some weird boys would take an interest in. Good night. Good luck. And all the other usual sentiments. <laughs> is that the is that the whole letter? That's it. Yeah. There's no part after that where she says anything about wrestling, Fred. Take it. it doesn't what seem she said like back. It. All right. <laughs> There's nothing under that. You know what, Mike? Let me take a look. Oh. No. <laughs> take a look. <laughs> All right, well, guys, we did it. We did that. That's the end of the episode. We did it. We got all the way through for once. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the video that that kid made? No, I haven't seen it yet. I've been waiting because I want to see it. It's great. Is it going up the fireman's pole? Going up the fireman's pole. Have you seen it, Owen? Okay, we're going to have to look at it after this. It's great, man. Um, Well, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Have a Merry Christmas. Mike, you got anything coming up you want to talk about? Oh, shit, man. Why am I never ready for this part? (laughs) Do you think YooHoo was just a friend that they had? No, you did that one already. Okay. Um, Okay, so the podcast goes up. Then... um, I've never been asked... (laughs) Before, so it's a little weird. Okay, uh, on December fifth, which is a Tuesday, I'll be at. Um, I got a show. You can look up. I'll be at ten five zero eight West Pico Boulevard. You don't know the name of the place, or no? It's a uh, it's a theater, but I don't remember the name of the theater, and I don't want to say the wrong name. But okay. it's a it's a show where God, man. What's that address again? Hold on. Give me the address and I'll find it for you. Well, I've already clicked on. Okay, there it you is. Know? Uh, it's a benefit show and it goes to like uh, 
stopping violence against women or something like that. Okay. So I want to make sure Sounds I get good. it right. Uh, peace over violence is uh, is the it's a benefit show for that. Stop violence against women. So it's uh, Tuesday, December fifth, at eight o'clock. Doors are at eight o'clock. Uh, show times at eight thirty, and that is at the Pico. Um, there's a bunch of good comedians on that. Uh, Deborah Giovanni is one of the funniest people I've uh, had the pleasure of hearing recently. She's amazing. Nikki Glazer, uh, Elliot's funny girl. on that show. Funny uh, girl. Dana Moon, and so on and so forth. Those are three funny women that are the funniest. Um, and then there's a bunch of other stuff. And I'm also on the road in December, and I'm going to Connecticut on the 27th. Was that show. Christmas stuff? Uh, it'll be a Christmas-themed show. All the jokes will be about Christmas. This will be two days after Christmas. I think it's the 27th. My calendar's all fucked up right now for some reason. And... Uh, I think on the 10th, I'll be in Philadelphia at Helium Comedy Club. Um, and you can get tickets for that online. Thanks. Sorry that that wasn't that smooth. Well, well, that's okay, Mike, because it's the end of the show, and most people probably don't even get this far. So thanks for point. listening to the show, guys. And I know I said that I was going to be at that Gremlin show last weekend, but I didn't go. <laughs> you said you announced that you're gonna be someplace tonight. I'm gonna be at Bree's house. She's been showing me the hills. Um, <laughs> so she's so we're gonna watch more of the hills. <laughs> so guys, thank you so much for listening. Do you like the hills? We'll catch you guys next time <laughs> on Dynamic Banter. Mary Giving. Mary Givens. <laughs> that was a headgum podcast.